With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
totally different from Atlanta, obviously, but, you know, we enjoyed it. <laughs> so it, it'll be cool. I think it'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I know you're getting up there on Friday, but Melanie and I are going to meet you there on Saturday. And I'm, I'm looking right. forward to uh, the drive. I think the weather's going to be nice. and It's only two yeah. hours away. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, they have really good food out there, you know, because they're um, – not just down home people. Very very good food. So, like their um Dairy Queen has um, um no, I guess we'll be um uh, working out before I leave on Saturday. Their Dairy Queen has like full food on the menu. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was so shocked when I went um, yeah. Yeah, so but um but yeah that was I looked up uh, restaurants in the in the casino and they have I know I knew they would because I worked for a high risk property when I lived in Vegas. Right. Um, they have a buffet, and a buffet like had raving reviews. I'm like, I cannot mm-hmm. wait to get there. <laughs> yeah, I, I've eaten in their buffet. Their buffet's so great. Shout out to Harris Casino. That's where we're gonna be uh, some of the time when we out there. So anyway, that's my birthday. You look forward to that. I'm getting a little yeah, bit older, but well. yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, Adams in Australia having a blast. Chicky, what's going on with you? I'm going to Australia too. During it. I you am too. I'm looking forward to those pictures. Yeah. I don't know if I told you guys, one of my girlfriends I grew up with, she's backpacking for about a year and a half. She may extend it to two years. And oh, so yeah. she was she spent she spent New Year's in Australia. She just went to she New Zealand, I think. She left mm-hmm. Australia. Wow. Um but anyway, backpacking for a year and a half, which I think is awesome. But yeah, she spent New Year's in Australia. She sent me pictures. Or maybe she may be in Australia still. Um, but she was like, it's still so super hot out there. <laughs> is it? Wow. Um, I guess there's summer right now. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Well, it looks like Adam's having a blast, so we're all jealous, but, you know. That's, I know. That's I want to go. We're going to check it. How was your weekend? My weekend was pretty chill. I saw a couple of movies. Um, got to do some packing around the house because, you know, I'm packing to move. Yeah. Um, before I go into to movie business, I just want to tell everyone I entered a, a contest. I'm in a contest. Oh yeah, I saw that. It's for the best beard, it's the best beard contest for beardoholics. dot com. Hmm. Please log on to beardoholics. Mm-hmm. Spell B E A R D letter O H O L I C. Log on. Find me. I'm the only absolutely cheeky. Please <laughs> click on the picture and like it so I can you know, help check out what I was just trying to vote for. I didn't even see you on here. You have to go, like, when you go into the main site, it says uh-huh. look at our 35 um, contestants. You click on yeah. that, and then it opens up another page. And just scroll down. I'm right there in the middle on the okay. right side. Yeah, me. I'll, I'll be sure to do that. I'll TK, sure did, do you that. Post it on your, did you post it on your Facebook page? Uh-huh. I did. And and okay. and because it's a little confusing because there's three different um I can get three votes per person and oh. you can vote like every day you can vote if you really want me to win every day you can vote but there is a Facebook section there is a Twitter section and then there is a Beardaholic section please be generous and like all three because I really really want to win yeah and, and we'll post it on our Facebook page as well and on our website thank you Tell- thank you. Uh, what do you win if you if you do win? What do you what do you get? I don't even know yet. I really don't. <laughs> I don't know yet. They they contacted me because you know on Instagram and and Twitter, you know, with the hashtag thing, 
um, you know, I started growing my beard and I would put beard life or, you know, growing the beard or whatever mm-hmm. the hashtag was. And they sought me out and they said, you know, you mm. need to enter this contest. So I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, why not? So why here not? I am. Yeah, now you, now you that I can almost taste the wind. Right. Now that I can taste it. Yeah, I want it. Like, yeah. I want it now. <laughs> but you say you have competition. Yeah, because some of those people have some really big and like yeah, really but bearded they, up. <laughs> they do, they do. But I check the numbers, and I'm ahead, y'all. I'm ahead. You're ahead. Oh just, wow. I'm ahead. So just wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Keep so going. hold on, TK. I want to make sure I'm doing this right. So I'm on here, and if I click the Facebook thing, is that voting, or do I have to put in my name and email and hit enter? Well, no. Um, if you're already logged, like if you log on another browser, if you're already on Facebook, what will happen is once you click on that that link will open up on your page and you can just say something like I voted and then okay. it'll register. No, it, it's not working that way. Mm, I could no? the link did open. Um, and then it says, it says, um, Facebook, Twitter and like, and it says 24. So how do I, do I like it? And is that a vote? Yes. Oh, Okay. <laughs> you gotta like it. You gotta like it first. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, where is the vote? The vote button, <laughs> but yeah. I liked it. I hope it counts. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. thank you, thank we'll, you, thank you, like thank you. Like I said, we'll post it on our Facebook page and our and our um, website, so you can you, we can all vote for GK. Want him to win this thing? And, and if I win, Beardaholics, if I win, I want we would like to have a representative of your company to come on the show and let's talk about that. Absolutely. You hear me? Absolutely. All right. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So movies. I saw two movies this weekend, uh, the first movie being uh, Kingsman, which I thought was absolutely excellent. It stars uh, Colin Firth and Samuel L. Jackson, and it's primarily like a training ground for James Bond. <laughs> it's uh, the Secret Service of the British government, and there is a agent who takes a young, wanting to be agent under his wing, and puts him basically through boot camp and the whole training regiment to become a Secret Service agent. I thought it was a top-notch movie. It, it had a little comedy in it. It, it definitely is action-packed, and um, definitely uh, the birth of a franchise. So if you're yeah. into action, you're into spies, you're into you know that whole James Bond-esque type of um, crime fighter, definitely go check out Kingsman. Definitely two thumbs up. The second movie that I saw was uh, Disney's Cinderella, which is, you know, a remake of the original Cinderella. The movie was decent, definitely, you know, something for the family to go watch. But like I've been saying, my opinion, I am tired of the recycled stories. Yeah. Yeah. Disney has so much money. You mean to tell me you cannot create a new story? You can't hire new writers and producers to create new stories, new princesses, new princes, new kingdoms. I'm just saying. It was a good movie. Go ahead, I'm sorry. There are creative people out there, especially like Very much so. Films that, you know, they need that backing of those, that that big dollar backing, you know what I mean? Right. And, and, And what it is is they're sticking with stories that they know work. Cinderella is a classic. It mm-hmm. works. It's always going to work. It, yeah. They put a black they put a black Cinderella on Broadway. 
Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's always going to work. No matter how you look at it, mm-hmm. it's going to work. But I'm just yeah. saying. Let's let's just do it for for kicks and giggles. Try to create something new. That's all. Exactly. Just saying. You exactly. have the money for it. Nice. Put the money up. <laughs> right. Put money up. Hey, Did invest in up? some of these indie artists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They're so, just great. Like a lot, I know a lot of people. They they love Netflix because they get to see a lot of these um, indie movies on there. Um, this is true. Really good movies. Yeah, and so you, you know what. Speaking of Netflix, um, one of the biggest things that I love about Netflix are their original Netflix series yeah. or original Netflix movies. They are really, really showing out and coming out in the artistry when it comes to those things. Like, I've watched and, some excellent, mm-hmm. excellent projects on Netflix. So, and they're winning awards. Parade and Netflix. Yeah, yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Anything else you got? Now, that's the only two that I saw. I'm on the lookout for uh, Get Hard with Kevin Hart and Wim Fowl. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that looks like it's going to be insane. Those two are complete nuts. They are. They are, yeah. And I, I know. think that I do... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Okay. And I think that I want to go see Chappie. It's been out for a minute. Um, I've been hearing some things about it. I've been getting mixed messages, but I want to go see for myself. Mm. Not hear that? Not hear that? Well, when you do, let us know what you think. And I know you're going to stick around for um, Hot Topics, so back in a minute with you, okay? All right. All right. Hey, Ron, what's going on? Me, amigos. How's it going? Happy Monday, hey, Ron. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. <laughs> How was the weekend? Um, Begin. Can you speak fast, uh, English, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's not English, it's not anybody. You brushing up on your Spanish. Right. I'm brushing up on it. I'm telling you. <laughs> Last semester, I got that D. So I'm trying to work it All out. All right. Yeah. I know that. Work it out, Chike. I no, to, work it I out, Aaron. Sorry. It. Right. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No problem. He was just no, on, no, his name was on my mind. It's all good. <laughs> it's all love. What you got for us? Well, March Madness, it's here. March Madness, yes. It is here, and already it's madness, it's drama. Yo. Tell about it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, first of all, Kentucky, that team is just, I'm not a Kentucky fan at all, <laughs> but I get, but I get, but I give credit where, where credit is due. They yeah. are a damn good team. They are. They are scary good, so they are my pick to go all the way. So, um, but there's there's some controversy with the the controversy of what now? Dayton, the okay, the University of um, Dayton basketball team. There. Okay. Okay, they're an 11 seed, but they're actually better than that. They they, they should have been ranked um, higher, well, um, well lower. Well, they should have been ranked. I feel maybe um, seven seed, eight seed, but they're ranked mm-hmm. in 11 seed, and they were actually the um, last team picked out of out of the entire tournament. They were the final team picked, which 
shouldn't have happened. Now, here is the um, here is the drama that goes with that. They have to play a playing game, which is on um, Wednesday nights. But guess where the playing? Where? We lost you, Ron. I said, guess where Dayton's playing their play-in game at? Where is that? On, on their home floor in Dayton. Oh no! So, so there's some yes. Yeah, so, so people are upset. First of all, at the fact that they're even ranked that hot, ranked that 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 badly. Like they should have been. Second of all, we keep we keep losing you. You said. Oh, you said they, okay, they shouldn't on. be ranked that that highly. No, uh, no, 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 no. They they should have a um, better seating. Like they okay. their their um, seating's not not indicative of the um, team's play this season. Right. If that makes right. any sense, like they should be ranked okay. better, um, and they should not be in a playing game situation. Mm-hmm. All right. Needless to say, they are in a playing situation, but they're playing in a playing situation on their home court, which is mm-hmm. not fair. Like that's not that's a no no in the NCAA tournament. You are not supposed to play a home game on your home court. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Not not okay. Playing in your home city, one thing, but playing on your home court is yeah. That's that's not cool. So anyway, so is the home city of the first. Of uh, the first four, which is the um, NCAA, the um, the NCAA the NCAA tournament has the um, final four, which are, of course are the final four teams that play for the um, national championship. But there's also what is called the um, first four, which are in essence the first four is where um, uh, those four teams. On. Lord, sprint, my God, sprint, y'all. I'm sorry, sprint. Please, <laughs> please. All right, can you hear me now? Yeah, we hear you. All right. In essence, the um, first four is is the first. Um, it's the beginning of the um, tournament. It starts tomorrow and Wednesday night. It's in Dayton. Okay. It's in Dayton every year. It's in Dayton, and the um, winner of those first four games. Um, Goes into the um, field of of sixty four, and then it goes on from there all the way up to the final four. So okay, but okay. again, Dayton playing at home on their home court is kind of not fair, and they should have been ranked better anyway. So so that they shouldn't be playing at home anyway. But all right, got that I got that out the way. Um, Hawks still still balling. Cleveland, oh my gosh, Cleveland is. Amazing, Kyrie Irving. I saw the game last week where they they um, played the Spurs. He had 57 mm-hmm. points. Beast, wow. amazing. Made I, I believe that he made seven threes in a row. Like he was seven, either seven. I think he was seven for seven for seven or nine for nine or something like that. But he he didn't miss one three pointer. Amazing, wow. 57 points. Wow. Yeah, so Cleveland yeah. Hawks, watch out. Cleveland is on a roll right now. Cleveland has the second best record in the Eastern Conference. They are, they are, for real now. They are for real. So, just had to say that. Um, there's been a lot of trades going on in the NFL. Uh, boy, um, one that I'm really stick, 
sticks out to me is um is Nada. I forgot. I, I don't know how to say oh, his yeah. first name. Hoji Nada, guys, brother. I'm sorry for messing up his name. He was the um he was on the um defensive line for the um, Ravens. Uh-huh. All pro, all pro player. Great, great player. Anyway, he's not with the uh-huh. Ravens anymore. He's actually with the Detroit Lions. So. Uh-huh. And then. And Dama Kinsu, who was with the um, Lions, is now with the Miami Dolphins, if I'm not mistaken. So there's there's a lot of mixing and matching going on in the NFL right right now. And then one more thing. Speaking of the, the NFL, um, Dancing with the Stars came on tonight, and your boy yeah. Michael Sam yeah, was dancing. I haven't seen it yet. It's on my BBR, so I, I will be watching it um, later on tonight and see, see your brother can um, dance. And he right. still wants to come back. Like he wants to um, come back and try out again for the NFL. So hopefully this doesn't hamper that. You know, so cause we'll see. But mm, but the brothers gotta eat. So he, dude has to make make some money. So dance, brother, dance all the way to the um, title. <laughs> do your thing. Do your yeah, thing. do your thing. And yo, that's pretty much it with sports, man. Nothing else is really going on. Um, you can again follow me Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. First name, last name. Again, first name dot last name. And um, pretty much it. How about you? You want to stay on for hot? You want to stay for hot topics? You know it, of course. Thank you, brother. All right. All right. Ms. Park and Chike. Hey, Ron, you ready to tackle these hot topics? Miss uh, Janera's out today. Um, but go to her website, com to find her latest uh, uh, deals. Are y'all ready? Ready. Yep, ready. All right. So the first one, you know, everyone's been raving over uh, empires. It's exceeded uh, ratings each week um, and, you know, picked up for its second season after the second episode. Well, Lee Daniels has confirmed that Common – and Oprah will appear in season two, and they're rumored that um, uh, Taraji and Tyrese will will um, come together. He'll be part of season two as well. What are your thoughts on Tom and Oprah and possibly uh, Tyrese? I love it all. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. What Oprah, what don't you like? Oprah and Common, yes. Why not? Really? Yeah. I, I've, I've never been a fan of Tyrese. I'm just – I don't – I'm not feeling him. I, plus, he's he said some comments before about um, about people and 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 their lifestyles and things. So I I, I have an issue with that. You and, and again, you all you're you're fine to say what you feel and um, have your opinion, but I'm also fine, you know, with not liking you for what you say. So yeah, I'm I'm just not a fan of his. Never have been. Never have been. So I pass mm. with him. Yeah, not the name at all. That's okay. Yeah. Miss Parker? I, I mean, I really like Tyrese, and I think that uh, him and Shirazi have a good chemistry on on and off screen. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, he'll be a good addition to the team, yeah, the cast. Yeah. Okay. I think I think I love that Common and Oprah are going to be there. And Tyrese, I have no problem with Tyrese. I, I think they playing off the whole baby boy thing. But, um, but, it, I, but to Aaron's point, I can see how – you know, one of the key issues they tackle um, on that show is about um, exactly the homosexual right. lifestyle. So being and that's going to come up. If, yeah. if he's offended people, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. But, yeah. but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. 
All right, now, Miss Parker, you're going to love this next story. Mega church pastor, Creflo Dollar. I can't. Has, <laughs> has uh, started a GoFundMe account to raise $6 million for a private jet to replace the old one that's 30 years old. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I go first? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just what is the like? What was the guy or what were the people back in the day that would just travel from like city to city like a that like a minstrel? Like he's he's just a clown to me. This is this he's a this is sick. This is sick. This is beyond sick. He is yeah. Uh, next somebody else. Just crazy. Mister <laughs> Parker. Um. I, I have no words. Just, I mean, I'm just so sick of these spiritual pimps. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Like, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by it. This is the same man mm-hmm. that makes it mandatory for his uh, his congregation to give him 10. percent He makes it mandatory. He wouldn't. He won't do any service for uh-huh. you when I give 10. percent He has um, five to six uh, ATM machines all over his church. Oh um, wow. This is the same person who they 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 actually interviewed one of his. Um, um, Congregation, a member of his church today on mm-hmm. CNN. She takes the bus to his church twice a week, and so much some she'll give him two hundred dollars because because that's her pastor. She loves him. I'm like, I'm so black folks, excuse me, are just too religious for me. They got too yeah. much damn religion sometimes. But it's blinding. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's almost mm-hmm. like they're brainwashed. It's 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 it's, it's almost mm. like a you it's taking like the bus. Cold. Yeah, you're yeah. taking the bus in the cold rain snow, and this man's talking about a jet when he could he right. had been having a on the plane like the rest of us do, buy a Hello? ticket and fly Hello? wherever he needs to fly. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, TK, well, before I wait, thank you, TK. <laughs> if the Lord sees fit for him to get a jet, then he shall have it. Mm. I don't see it coming. Yeah. If the Lord sees fit, not if he got to get a dang on GoFundMe. Yeah. This hold on, y'all. This is the same man that preaches that he can, you know, help you get money. But why can't he help himself get the uh, fifty-four million if he can help right. other people so get? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're supposed to be this prophet that can get people money, why can't you get your own money? Flute, moving on. I, I've always had problems with him. Um, just and, and I didn't even know it was when I first uh, saw some of his sermons. But all he talks about is, is prosperity. Now. Yeah. The Bible does talk about prosperity, but they're not talking financial prosperity. They're talking about prosperity in your life, in different avenues of your life. Finances can be one of them, but when someone is always preaching about um, money, that turns me off. And also um, what turns me off is that, you know, the the poorest person in your congregation, uh, the pastor should not be that much higher than the poorest person in their congregation. A pastor's mm. job is to help the congregation, help the community. Right. You know, and I'm not saying he doesn't donate. He does donate to the to his community. But in terms of it's just somebody that's always well, but they, they have their own recording studio. They have it's just a lot of things that I just do not and I'm not judging him, I'm just I wouldn't go to his church. I've seen him I've seen seen him in action, um preaching on several occasions and it just it just turned me off. And this and this and this and I think his last name speaks to who he is. Creflo Dollar. There you go. Dollar. Dollar, dollar bills. Creflo Dollar. 
So that's my thought for them. All right, so um, next topic. Fair or foul, rapper Kevin Gates posted a picture of his dead grandmother on Instagram. Apparently she had um, passed away, and her body, you know, like she was, it looked like she was pretty, but she was dead. And, you know, they had her covered up, but her face was exposed. Um, And he posted a picture, I guess, in tribute to her. And people are saying, was that going too far, or was that okay? What are your thoughts? Um, well, I did, uh, Kevin Gates is a, a unique individual anyway. Let's, let's start off mm-hmm. with that. Um, right. Isn't he the one that, that is having relations with the cousin? Is he? I think, I believe he, yes. Mm-hmm. I believe he's, he, yeah, he's he's the hip-hop guy who's having relations with his cousin. I don't know how far down the line the cousin is, but they are related. Yeah. Um, me personally, I have problems with any type of death pictures. I know people mm-hmm. that go to funerals and snap pictures. I just, I have an issue with that. Me yeah. personally. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just think it's in poor taste. And and you're you're a celebrity. Like you have a right. following. You, he has you know people that actually look up to him and admire what he does as an artist. And you know that's the image that you're putting out. Right, right. I, hey, I mean, foul. Well, um, speaking of someone who's actually seen pictures of their family members, my grandmother was one of those that they took pictures. But this was back in the day, like they, I, I've seen pictures of their people like twenty years, you know, twenty thirty years ago. Back when I was a kid, she would show me pictures of like her, her um, great grandmother, or something, you know, uh, fifty years ago, mm-hmm. sitting up to bed and mm-hmm. up on the couch. It scared me out. Right. As a child, but as an adult, I mean, it's it's nothing that I want to look at every day. But I mean, it it, it doesn't bother me personally seeing a their person in a picture if it's done tastefully. You know, if if they're you know in a in a casket or covered up with that's fine. But if they're just on some slab on some table or something, then no, that would be a little creepy. But if it's tastefully done, I don't see nothing really wrong with it. Miss Parker, I don't want to see any dead body. On yeah. anybody's Facebook or social media page. Now, who are you guys talking about? Posted a picture? I missed that uh, part. Kevin Gates. He's a rapper, Kevin Gates. Who he, who did he post? Who is he? He posted up his grandmother. Now he posted a picture oh, his of his grandma. grandmother. And he had he had his his hand on her face and he said something, you know, this is the woman mm. who whatever, you know. It was a tribute to her, you know, but a lot of people kind of like Yeah, I think I long. think people just go so far with what they post on social media now. It's like, mm. okay. Yeah. When when you know, when is enough is enough. Right, right. I can I, I can speak for myself. I know when my mother passed away, um, uh, a few days later, me, me and my brother had to go and do a viewing. Um, even though she was cremated, we they had you have to view the body as part of protocol. And we went. I took a picture of it. I didn't at first. I wasn't going to, but I, then I took a picture of it. But I would never post that anywhere because right. just imagine you logging into Facebook or Instagram, whatever, and then. You have to be streaming through, and then you see this dead body. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah. Especially if, and if you have such a huge following, like like he probably has on social media, mm-hmm. you never know people's state of mind. You know what they're going through. So I wouldn't have posted. I don't know. Uh, I'm I, again, just me. I'm I've seen I've seen pictures of dead people before, so it doesn't really bother me. But that's just me. But also, it I if it's tastefully done, like if. The person is really 
bad looking, then of course not. But if but if they look like they're just sleep, if, if they look sleep, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, maybe, but, and maybe he wanted just to share this with his fans, like you know, this is my grandmother. Mm-hmm. in peace. Look out for mm-hmm. that. That looks and maybe I, I don't yeah. know. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying here. I'm trying. <laughs> All right. Well, um, on the next subject, I know we. Michelle and I talked about this. Um, Nick Gordon did an interview with um, Dr. Phil and it aired last Wednesday. Ms. Parker, mm-hmm. you want to leave us on with your thoughts on that? Yeah, I remember texting you because I was so disturbed by it. I, I guess I wasn't – I didn't expect it to be that bad. I thought it was a sit-down yeah. interview and he may be emotional. I didn't know that it was an intervention. Like, I wasn't aware of that. So I think because mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of it, I was more shocked by it. Yeah. Um, he it, it it was disturbing. It was disturbing. Mm-hmm. He, you know he he he's pretty much on the brink of you know being the, the next one to go. You know I just feel yeah. like he's major help, and if he doesn't get it, it's um you know him and Barbie Christine grew up in the same situation, and I, I was a little disturbed that his mother um, is there now. But where was she when she gave her son to Whitney, knowing mm-hmm. that Whitney? Had substance abuse problem, you know, exactly. I, and, I, and I know you guys love her, but I'm not talking about her person. I'm talking about the issues that right. she suffered from. Right. Um, substance abuse problem. Why would you give your child to somebody celebrity or not that is going through that? Um, so I think him and Bobby Christine have a lot of emotional trauma that they went through, living in the home like that, living in a situation mm-hmm. like that. And where was she then when when he was growing up? You know, he, she's trying to get help for him now, and it may be a little bit too late. Well, when because she, when I was not expecting him to be that bad. Right. Yeah. What she did clear up in her defense, um, um, and I didn't know this either before I saw the interview, early, early on in the interview she stated that she put him out the house when he was 18 because he was being disrespectful and acting up. She put him out the house, and Whitney took him in. So it wasn't, you know, he was 18. It wasn't like he was a young kid that she pushed off. Um I, I still get your point. You know what I mean? But well, he was, he on the Bobby Christine show, the the reality show they have, she said her and Nick grew up together. She said Nick stayed at her house and they right. met in middle school and they've been living together since middle school. Yeah. Well he right. He he he's older than her. He's he's a few years older than her. So she said that they were always friends. This was the mom said. I'm not you know, I I know what you're talking about Bobby Christina, but she said that they were always friends. And they would, you know, have play dates and whatnot, but it wasn't until he was 18, 2009, when he moved in with Whitney after she put him out. That's what he said. I hope he gets help because he's really bad. I agree. He looks like he, I mean, I don't even think the interview should have been televised. I don't think it should have been done that way because he was out of it. He was completely out of it. Like, you know, I thought it was fake when I was seeing the previews, but when you saw the interview, you could tell he was just out. Like, he would go from high to low, you know, um, crying, then not crying. It was just – it was very hard to watch, and I, I felt really bad for him because you can tell he's in a lot of pain and he's self-medicating, and you can tell it's not looking good for him if he doesn't get it together. So hopefully, um, you know, Dr. Phil convinced him to go to rehab. Hopefully it will take and he'll be able to learn something for him and, and, and be a better man. You know, um, um I was just gonna say, we saw the um, same interview. Cause yeah, I, was, I saw it. I, I laughing. I cracked up laughing. This it. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all, y'all saw what, what y'all saw. I saw comedy. I saw fake. I didn't. It was not sincere. I I thought he he came off as very. Hey, um, the man was drunk. 
He was talking the aisle. I saw differently. I saw it. It, 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 it wasn't sincere to me. It, it, it just came off as he was just trying to come off as being, oh, oh my God. Well, when you're I, out of it, that's how you act. Have you not been in the well, room of drunk person? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen them, but I, I, I just didn't. I'm sorry, y'all. I just didn't. I didn't. Did buy it. I just. Yeah. Well, yeah. A, lot people, a lot of people felt the same way you feel. I, I, and that's how I went into the interview, like watching the interview. Mm-hmm. But once I saw it, I felt like this was not fake, and I thought that he he needed severe help. But you know, but but people, a lot of people felt the same way you did. This is why I don't think it was fake because I don't think he would go out there faking that type of. Being that much of a mess, he knows. So he knows that now he's really not going to get to Barbie Christine. Like his all all goal is to be able to see her. And who wants to go on TV looking a mess? Obviously, now the family is really not going to let you see her. So I don't think that was intentional or fake because they're they're stopping him from seeing her. He hasn't seen her since the second day she was in there, and Mm -hmm. it's all because of his drug abuse, the way he comes to the hospital, drunk and high and all those things. So I don't think he would jeopardize having the chance to ever see her again if if she was to come to, to you know, to show up and put on an act. I yeah. just don't see that. Yeah, I agree. Chica, you want to win? I, I actually think that there's some mental illness going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it could be. That's, that mixed with, you know, the abuse um, is the result of what you see. That 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 yeah. manifest. Um, wow, it was hard to watch. Um, what was interesting to me is that he kept um, reverting back to his fame and how famous he is. Yeah, and, yeah. like in the midst of all that, you kept That's talking about your own effort. fame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was a little weird. Comedy, right? And. I, I do know that they are um, trying to build a case up against him because they're trying to say that he mm-hmm. had something to do with um, her predicament. I don't know how that's going to play out, but I do believe that this interview was granted to circumvent that, to show you that yeah. there is clearly something wrong with him, not that he would maliciously try to hurt her. Yeah, because Dr. Phil did say initially his attorneys did not want him to do the interview, but then they changed their mind. Because they wanted to get right. clean. But real quick, before we go, um, uh, our first guest here, question of the day is, and I want everyone to answer answer this, what was your very first job? What was yours, Chike? Uh, I was a recreational counselor for badass kids. Yeah. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> um, I was happy to have a job to be bringing a check in, but I wanted mm-hmm. to murder those little kids every day. And and when I say they they range from like six to I think the oldest was maybe like thirteen fourteen, and keep in mind I was only like fifteen myself. Right. Wow. But yeah, wow. that was my that first was job. Who was the YMCA. Oh, YMCA. Who was your partner? What was the question? What was your very first job? Oh, my very first job. I'm sorry. Um, my very very first job, I think, was at A and W Rubier. Yeah, you guys, you told me that. I, <laughs> I think that was my first job. A and W, my very first job. How was your experience? 
Um, it was interesting. It was interesting. Um, it was a new one opening in Vegas. I think it was the first one that came to Vegas. Um, and it opened up right by my house. So it was like walking distance. It was perfect. But the manager used to teach us how to steal from the ATM machine, from the cash register, and we wouldn't do it. We wouldn't do it. I remember a co-worker, a high school student, now we would take food home. Like take, she would give us like bags of chicken or whatever. But I refused to steal money because I was like, I don't want to go to jail. But I remember one of my classmates was in class, and he said, hey, don't you work at NW? And I was like, yeah. He said, I saw your manager stealing the money at the cash register. I said, how did you see that? He said, because she took my order, and she never put the money in the cash register. And when I was pulled out, she put it in her pocket. <laughs> I was cracking up. Oh, wow. Wow. She would memorize how much this stuff costs with tax, and then she would just oh. take the money and not put it in the register. Yeah, so he was the one who told us how she was actually doing it. Yeah, so it was wow. funny. It was a, I was 14. I think I was just legal to start working. And I was yeah. still in work. Hours of time, three to four wow. hours. That's cute. What was yours, A Ron? I was your typical newspaper boy. I <laughs> delivered newspapers. You know, the all American job. I wanted it so bad. I the um, newspaper company at 13 years old. I called them. I was surprised that they actually hired me, and I had to roll up papers, put them in the uh, news newspaper sack. And I had my bike, and I was tossing papers to, you know, wow. to the neighborhood. Yeah, it was really cool. Wow. wow. That's yeah. really cool. <laughs> yeah. My first, really cool. my first job was at Taco Bell, and I started off as a crew member, and I became a crew trainer. And they were all getting paid more than me because minimum wage went up. <laughs> and they wouldn't give me a raise. <laughs> but anyway, go to uh, Facebook and tweet, or tweet us what your very first job was. Stephen and I show, SHO, Twitter, and then uh, the Stephen and I show from Facebook. We're right back after this with DM Lannister. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to the Steve and Night Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Steve and Night Show, Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. The Washington, D.C.-based novel entitled Priceless can be viewed as an urban story similar to the hit television series Scandal. The characters undergo several life-changing events while facing negative and positive consequences. The characters are involved in issues such as drug distribution, prostitution, substance abuse, HIV, religion, war, homosexuality, redemption, and deliverance within the urban neighborhoods of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Prices is edgy and controversial, an approach, I'm sorry, appropriate tool for guiding young African-American men and women in our society. Please help me welcome the author, D.M. Ladisol. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for being on. So listen, tell tell our listeners um, a little bit about your background. I know you're from um, um, you're from the D.C. area, is that correct? Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about your background. Yeah, I'm from D.C., uh, born and raised in this area. Um, well, my a lot of people when they hear the last name Ladisol that are I want to say maybe 26. No, I'll say 28 and up. They'll think of my cousin. 
Um, oh, okay. She, yeah, she was out in the late 80s. Well, she started in the 70s and went throughout the 80s and toured around the world and everything. But um, mm-hmm. that's her, you know, piece in entertainment. But I'm the author. You're <laughs> so, the author, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, uh, my story is touching a lot of people in this area and um, beyond. So um, I'm really, really blessed in that aspect to speak to people who go through several different things and they identify with what I wrote. Um, I have people uh, that uh, tell me that I basically told their stories and I don't even know them. I get fan mail wow. all the time. So wow. I'm really, really blessed. Yep. Well, you in your book, uh, Prices, you hit on a lot of topics like drug distribution, mm-hmm. prostitution, substance abuse, mm-hmm. HIV, religion, war, homosexuality, redemption, and, and it goes on. What makes yeah. you want to touch on those points? Um, well, um, I pretty much was, uh, I pretty much, I saw it every day. Um, mm. When I was growing up, I, single parenting is another issue, well, another topic. Yeah. In the book, and mm. I talk about that because I was raised by my mom and my, my great-grandmother. Um, my father was not there. And um, we lived in different areas, what they quote-unquote call urban, I want to say ghetto. I really don't like to call them ghetto, but, yeah, we lived in those types of urban neighborhoods in D.C. And that was what, you know, I pretty much experienced a lot of those topics. I saw it every day. Um, So it inspired me to just write about those things that I experienced, um, that I witnessed, and also other people that I knew that uh, confided in me certain things, and I wrote a, wrote their stories as well. And the way I did it was, like, the first three chapters are mainly about how I came about, you know, me being conceived, my biological father and my mother, and that whole thing that happened um, mm-hmm. during the 80s. And then I veer off into, uh, after Chapter 3, Chapter 4, um, I veer off into other, you know, other people's lives. and right. I basically combined uh, three people. So three people that I knew in their situation is one character. So it's like Mm -hmm. one character is going through a whole lot of stuff, basically. (laughs) Right, yeah. 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 Well, a lot of, yeah, because people are so multifaceted. So it's like you can be different characters than yourself, I guess, you know. Um, Yeah. Tell tell, tell us about one of the the main characters in, in the novel. Okay, well, that's and it's it's pretty. It's kind of like weird because it's a whole. It's like three different main characters, <laughs> and everybody okay. says, "Oh, it's, it's so many characters." But when you read the whole entire novel, it's like, wow, it all ties in together. It's like no. they all know each other. But the main character, it starts off with Joy. She's like the main, the queen of the the book, and uh, she is basically one of those. And it starts off in the 80s. It spans mm-hmm. off for 30 years, so 80s, 90s, and 2000s. So in, like, the mid-80s, she's, like, one of the girls that, like, likes to go out and party and wear, like, the designer clothing, the Chanel, and all of the top designers back then. And she's always dealing with, like, an elite guy in the city of D.C. So it's mm-hmm. maybe a hustler and maybe a politician, whoever. But this one guy named Sean comes in to play and basically steals her heart and they conceive a daughter named Sasha. And once they conceive that daughter, all hell breaks loose basically. And it just, it just gets really, really ugly. Uh, She loses everything. She loses one of her best friends 
and she's fighting him. So um, from that point on, she kind of, like, guides her daughter in the right direction, and then her daughter grows up, and she becomes one of, like, the main characters as well. Sasha is, like, all the girls want to be Sasha for some reason. They read my story. So um, she's, like, one of the main characters, and then it veers off into her friend who comes out to her that he's gay, and this is in um, high school, and she kind of has a crush on him. And it it talks about him and his struggle with sexuality. Does he want to do it? Does he not want to do it? He's a God friend guy. He's into, you know, the spiritual religion and his family shuns the whole concept of homosexuality. So I talk about that. Um, Mm -hmm. And also we have other characters who are like the prostitutes in the story. And then I have a couple hustlers in the story. So I basically told, I, I, I have all walks of life in my story, so anybody can pick it up and kind of read right. it and kind of right. identify with at least one character. Mm-hmm. And um, and do, do you feel like this book is like a depiction of Washington, D.C. through your eyes of what you kind of experienced living there and growing up there? Yes, and and I wanted to do something that that – I wanted to write something that, because it's told so many books out there, but there's not a book that DC really has that's a classic. You know, Philly has uh, True to the Game by Terry Woods. Baltimore mm-hmm. has uh, Be More Careful uh, by Shannon Holmes. You know, there's different Sister Soldier Road, Coldest Whatever. That was New York. But DC, right. you really don't have a book for DC. And most people compare. And I, I, there's, I say it's no comparison because those are classics. But right. my fans, they're like, man, this is something similar to those books, and we finally have something that really showcases D.C. Is And I wanted to write something that, you know, the street side to say scandal, because right. scandal is a yeah. politics. You know, that's, that's yeah, not the real exactly. D.C., you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, what has been the response from D.C. DC natives um, that that have read this book, what has been the response to? They absolutely love it. Uh, I think I get the most support from the African American women because mm-hmm. women, the women have read my book and they really love the story. Guys do too. I have reviews. It's, it's rated five stars on Amazon right now, and awesome. I have guys that have reviewed it. I have girls that review it, but mostly the women review it, and they love it because they can actually read the book because they're from here. I name streets. I name, like, streets or whatever, like, neighborhoods. I name. So it's real. Yeah. It's real. Like, it's, and it's yeah. you know, it's based off of true events. I did embellish on certain things to kind of capture this generation because right, right. basically, you know, the 80s, 90s, a 14-year-old, no, let me take it like this, a 15-year-old, they were just born in 2000. So they have no yeah. idea of how it was in the 90s or the Exactly. 80s. Yeah. So I true. wanted to give yeah. them and show them something and, and, well, they can read about how things were back then and how it's really no different. What you guys are doing now, it's been, we've been doing it. It's just now it's a little more exposed. It's a little more comfortable. People are more comfortable, but it's been like that for years. So, um, okay. yeah, but, but they, they receive it and they love it because it's so real. It's, it's, it is. So what's next for you after, you know, this this novel has been incredibly successful. Do you write any more? 
Yeah. Um, right now, I I wrote. I want to make something clear about the first one. I wrote it at 20 years old, so I'm oh, wow. I'm 29 now. So okay. this, I wrote now the whole thing at 20. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So wow. it's from a 20. It's kind of from a 20 year old perspective. I wrote uh-huh. up until the ninth chapter at 20, and then I shelved it for eight years. So wow. I, yeah, I shelved it. <laughs> what what made you decide to go ahead and release it? Um, I felt as though that I had so many life changing events within myself and mm-hmm. and I also felt like it wasn't time. You know, I okay. felt like some of the topics that I that I discussed back then at twenty years old, you really couldn't mm-hmm. like go go in on certain things and actually expose certain things and actually be accepted. But Right. And you have things, and when we watch TV shows now, we see everything on Empire. You see certain things that you wouldn't have saw nine, eight years ago on television. Right. Or Scandal, mm-hmm. the same way, or Mary Jane, being Mary Jane. So, and it was the right time at that point to go ahead and release it. But, yeah, I wrote that at 20, and I feel like I've grown as a man. I've grown spiritually. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, I wrote. This past year, I wrote, um, in 2014, I finished my next book, which is called Lessons from a Center, Volume 1. And um, I finished that. It's going to be, it's going to come out this summer. And then I'm also writing Part 2, because everyone wants Part 2 of Prices, but I don't want to release it. I don't want to release it too quickly. I want to right. wait and have anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's great. That's great work. Tell everyone they can connect with you on social media to keep up with your, um, with your uh, career. Yep, I'm on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me, the real DM Lattisol at the real DM Lattisol. I'm on Twitter, DM Lattisol, um, and also Facebook. You can just like my fan page, it's uh, DM Lattisol, and you can buy prices. It's everywhere: Barnes and Noble, Bam, which is Books a Million. It's on Amazon, Kindle, iTunes, iBooks, uh, Amazon, CreateSpace, all of that. It's on almost every um, media channel that you want to buy a book so you can just go ahead and get it well, listen we thank you so much for joining us tonight and wish you all the successful continue, continue right. success with this book as well as your next your next so keep doing what you're doing and uh appreciate you okay i appreciate this thank you very much all right you have a good one you too bye-bye all right if more information about dm Lattisaw and priceless please visit our facebook page and we'll, we'll be right back you're listening to the Steed and Night Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to The Steed and Night Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Steed and Night Show, Monday night. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Max Cole is a director and filmmaker who is born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. His passion for, direct, for directing is fueled by his love of telestory, cinematography, and cinema. His credits, he credits his artist membership at uh, Pittsburgh Filmmakers and his re- relentless desire to tell compelling stories for inspiring his work. This year he's released Silence and the Code. Please help me welcome Max Cole. Welcome to the show. 
Hey, 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 it is a pleasure um, to, to have an opportunity to uh, be here. What a great show you guys do. Um, thank you so, so much. Thank you. Um, yeah, I really appreciate it, Mr. Knight, Mr. Evans, uh, Ms. Parker, uh, Mr. Uh, Cosby. Uh, it's just an honor to have an opportunity to, uh, to be on this uh, show uh, with so many thank talented so people. Fantastic. Well, we're honored to have you on. You know, your work speaks for itself. Tell us a little bit about how you got into, you know, directing and filmmaking and, you know, what kind of led you to where you are today. Woo-wee, that's a, that's a handful. But you know what? <laughs> um, <laughs> I love telling stories, and I think it starts right there. Um, yeah. You know, I grew up, I'm a, I'm a Pittsburgh guy, um, you know, very blue-collar town. Uh, I, I grew up with a family that was absolutely against I think everything that I wanted to do because they didn't see it as a possibility. You know, they, they right. really didn't see yeah. it as a possibility. You know, I come from a family of educators. Um, they were more like into the traditional thing. So like I'm, I'm the oddball of the family. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah. But, yeah. you know, I've just, uh, just really having a desire to do it. Um, started off in, you know, a lot of traditional fields, very big time technology person. I was in medicine for a while uh, all with this goal of just wanting to come out here to really be a storyteller, to make a difference. Absolutely love cinema. I mean, uh, been watching a lot of films. Um, you know, just yeah. I think every filmmaker says that well, you have to watch films and appreciate them. But I would really right, study yeah. the directors. Uh, you know, really study those directors' cuts. And um, I love interviews and, and hearing how the, you know the process was done of, of storytelling and all the the little uh, fine details that go into actually making a film because it's a, actually it's a complicated machine. Uh, it's not imagine. something that's um, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know um, ended up doing you know what a lot of people do coming out to Los Angeles uh, with a lot of goals in mind, just staying focused, you know, staying out of trouble and um, really yeah. concentrating on it and. Uh, you know, I started off in music videos for a while, had a good opportunity to, to really shadow a lot of people and work on a lot of sets um, and transition from music videos, which I absolutely enjoy doing, uh, working with artists, but a lot of independent artists. But it's a, it's a difficult, uh, I would say, a difficult game to get into because, you know, a lot of people are bidding on jobs and you know, a lot exactly. of people now are just picking up cameras cameras and shoot music videos and the budgets are changing so it's mm-hmm. been always a challenge but I always always enjoyed that enjoyed that process but um you know really wanted to be you know it was, I was finding that music videos were getting out of storytelling and i and i love storytelling so so um yeah, yeah i uh yeah. Trans, transitioned to the film was really licking my chops to really get into just telling stories being able to control the content being able to go through that process and um you know uh just just create stories that hopefully resonate with people. So it's been a long journey. That was the, the cliff yeah. notes short version of it, but right, yeah. you know, I feel, yeah. feel so fortunate. So how, what would you say your style is for directing? What's your directing style? You know, they say all, all, you know, directors have their own style, how they work with the cast and their actors and their crew. What's your style? You know, that's an interesting question. I think my style is certainly um, a cinematic storyteller. I, I like the, honesty that you can capture on camera so i'm very compelled to to uh actors that are very strong method actors um that 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 really grasp their character and um i like to tell stories that that have flawed characters um Mm -hmm. so i would say you know there's there's uh, i'm a very honest storyteller i think a bold um would be a 
way to describe it too as well and a, a little bit politically incorrect because i think with cinema you really do have to be honest and kind of put yourself out there because it's, it's a vulnerable place to be in so I, I don't know if i have a style that um i would like to label myself i think i'm i'd like to stay universal remain universal with mm-hmm. my you know storytelling approach but yeah. um, i would say that i'm a very honest storyteller and um you know and, and i and i love uh cinematography i think film is beautiful it's a great place to really craft images that uh you know that speak for themselves so i like to leave it all on a screen that's that's what i would say i am i'm somebody who just loves to leave it all on the screen and and you you know an award award-winning <laughs> director and filmmaker um how does it feel to receive awards from your peers you know kind of as a pat on the back saying yeah i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing how does that feel for you you know, it's interesting. I think they're great. I think I'm so focused often on the, the next project or what mm-hmm. I'm currently working on that it's hard to take time to reflect with that. And also awards, right. I feel, are, you know, I and mean, this may be, may be surprising, but I think they're somewhat subjective because, you know, with film festivals, they're looking for certain materials, certain, you know, the program directors have certain material that may resonate with that individual which or individuals, which will, will, will often um, lead to awards. So I try not to get caught up with that. Um, I really right, want to focus yeah. on just, you know, just telling stories. And if they resonate with people and, 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 and they're fortunate enough to win awards or whatnot, that's great. But, you know, for me, it's about, like, just telling good, honest stories and leaving the rest up to the the universe. And, you know, awards are great because I think they give you an opportunity to get feedback. You know that something's resonated with somebody. Um, uh-huh. but But, you know, in the same sense, it's uh-huh. like, there's so many good films out there that it's, 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 you know, you, you really, I personally just don't like getting caught up in that whole um, awards game because it's, it's so subjective. It's an honor, but you know, I, you know, you don't, I don't do it for the awards. I, I do it for right. uh, yeah. telling, sto- you know, stories that resonate people and um, just working with the actors and, you know, it's, it's their award too, because they, they help make it come to, you know, the crew actors, everybody really helps. It's a big process. So I think yes. sometimes awards are limiting, you know, they're limiting. There's so many all-stars that go into film production. So I'm a little yeah. bit passionate about this stuff. <laughs> I, I get that. Um, well, you should be, you should be. Well, this year, but, uh, yeah, it's great. Silence and uh, the code. Tell us about those. Products. No, well, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, in the last year, it was it was Alone at Midnight and Black Love, um, two mm. two of the two of the projects that that are uh, circulating in the in the uh, festivals now. The Code okay. and Silence. Now, Silence is a film that I just wrapped um, with Chelsea, Amanda um, Martin, and uh, Kaylee okay. Cook, which I cannot okay. wait to uh, share. It's a it's a um, story that's about a traumatizing event um, that that two um, girls, really one girl, experiences, but uh, they're friends and. Um, it's it's a I think it's an emotional piece and uh, those actresses are fantastic so really, that's yeah. something that I'm licking my chops to to, to release very soon okay. uh, putting the final okay. touches on the edit. Okay. The code is a is a film that I'm uh, going to be shooting soon. Actually, I was going to shoot it next week, but there um there's been so many things that have been <laughs> changing from a scheduling standpoint. I can imagine. Um, yeah. And um, we're we're looking to shoot that very very soon. Uh, so okay. uh, I look a great, great cast for that. I'm looking forward to working with the people. I've Sean, um, you know, um, uh, Alexa, her sister, um, Nicole, uh, Nicolette. I'm sorry, I call her Nicole, but Nicolette. There's, there's uh, some fantastic um, actors and actresses that'll be a part of that film, and I really can't wait to tell it because it's a bit of a sci-fi mystery. Now, 
Alone at Midnight um, with uh, Dakia and Cyan um, mm-hmm. is a film that was very important to me. It was about, you know, you know, I don't hate to give it away, but uh, let's just say there's a date that happens and there's a big twist at the end. Uh, okay. And uh, uh, it, it, it deals with um, abduction. Uh, so, wow. uh, you know, I wow. thought it was an important, important story. Black Love, yeah. which I literally just found out got uh, accepted into the uh, Oakland International Film Festival. So I'm thrilled about that, too, as well. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, very, very important film about um, George uh, Jackson and Angela Davis. And we, we my, myself and the, the uh, uh, co-writer, uh, Makita Hardy, we uh, wanted to create a film that really paid tribute to uh, the the Black Panthers, also the the social injustice and things that they uh, had to deal with because people forget that these are people like me and you, and they mm-hmm. had stories that weren't told. And, you know, right. there was a lot of difficult decisions during that time that we, we kind of took a snapshot of if they were in college together, pardon me, in college together, what would things be like? What decisions mm-hmm. would they be faced with? And, you know, the film kind of uh, takes us through that. Uh, journey wow. and uh, that that wow. that uh, so you know just just trying to do things that resonate with people um, right. and uh, right. you know keep it honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell us where they can keep up with you and 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 learn about um, you know uh, the code and silence that are coming out, and then Black Love and Alone at Midnight, which which are out and, and are doing their thing. Where where do people keep up with you and, and learn more? My website uh, is a great place, maxcolefilms.com. Also, Twitter, um, you know, under maxcolefilms, all, all one word. And um, I use Instagram from time to time, not very much, but I do use Instagram from time to time. Uh, I think Twitter and uh, my website are the best places, too. And people need to reach out more. I want to say this. Actors really need to start reaching out. The best thing, the way you can get cast, you know, you can go to a 1,000 auditions. But right. uh, I was talking to an actor about this today. Reach out to directors. We are looking for people that are serious, that are focused, that share the same you know, energy and enthusiasm, and just say, hey, I really want to work with you. You would be surprised how many people literally don't use social media or don't take the time out to email someone directly and say, hey, I really want to work with you. If you do that with me, you will definitely be on my list of high-priority people to work with. I'll even wow. create – there are times where I'll even create films that, that have that person in mind. So I think it's really, really important to not be lazy – Get out there, use network, use social media, and network with people the right way. Say, I want to be in your project, and stay on it. Don't just, well, hi, hey, I, you know, I want this project. Because, you know, we've got a variety of different things that we've already had people right. in mind for. Stay on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Stay on it. Cause, That's uh, great advice. The opportunities great advice. are there. Absolutely, great absolutely. Very, very good stuff. Thank you but, so much uh, for joining us. Join us tonight. You've been a great guest, and um, all success, success to you for um, – you know, the, the uh, movies you already have out and for um, the upcoming uh, that we can hopefully expect later on this year. So thanks again for your time. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you all. I appreciate it. All right. You have a good one. You too. Be blessed. You too. Thank you. And for more information about Max Cole and his movies, please visit our Facebook page. There's a link to his website. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to 
The Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Stephen Knight Show, Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. Now it's time to go on to Stephen's playlist. Each week we receive music from people all over the country when we featured during this segment and which we select ours to play. Tonight, our playlist features songs from both independent and major artists, including Authentic, Alcy, and many more. If you're interested in being featured on Stephen's playlist, email us at submissions at thestephenightshow.com. Attach one or two songs, your bio, and one or two promotional pictures. Remember, all songs must be edited for radio, meaning no cursing, and we definitely look forward to hearing your work. The first song is by Tamar Braxton, featuring Future, entitled Let Me Know. Check it out and enjoy Stephen's playlist. Do you love the way I do when I'm loving your body? Hey, do you love the way I do when I'm loving your body? When I'm loving your body, when I'm loving your body. Do you love the way I do when I'm loving your body? Hey, do you love the way I do when I'm loving your body? Hey, do you love the way I do when I'm loving your body? When I'm loving your body, when I'm loving your body.
break a dawn day. A diva really does need her sleep. I'm brave, I'm bold, but first I need my TV. A little bit of news, a couple of cartoons, yes please. Check Instagram and all the Twitter postings. Oh 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.